Come on, let's go. Hurry up. I was grabbing a beer. Welcome to the Porsche Style Podcast, where three young adults take a deep dive into everyday matters with their unapolo- unapologetic and diverse perspectives. I'm Eric. Ezra, Brockwood Elementary, class of 06, valedictorian. It's still taking me a little time to get used to this new intro. I don't think I've ever perfected it. I mean, I think this is only the third episode of season two. Welcome. Um, but I don't think I've gotten it down quite yet. I think I'm getting better and better with time, honestly. I'm aging like wine. <laughs> I bet. No Morgan this week. She's being a girl boss. I think she's in Texas, we think, for mm-hmm. job stuff. So shout out to her. Um, just more money that she can spend on ads coming soon. No big deal. No big, big deal. Big ads coming soon. Guess this means it's a toxic boy week. Damn, we should have got Sammy Sideburns on. I was thinking about that on the drive home. I was like, it could have been a City Boys episode. Oh, damn, we should have. That's Hey, Sammy, if you're listening, our bad. We didn't think about it until right now. Our bad. Hand up. Hand up. Uh, with that being said, if you guys do us a favor, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Porch Talk, No Alias Review, and Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify. It helps the podcast grow. We're trying to get on these lists. We're trying to keep growing, expanding keep the numbers going up as we've been doing so if you could help us out we would greatly appreciate that we're gonna get into pre-first topic topics if you don't want to hear about my uh, opinions on roe v wade just hit the timestamps in the uh description they're always there you know we talk about life talk about dating we'll talk about politics if it's necessary if it's popping off or when trump was just a menace it was just great content always and forever um so we're gonna talk about this real quick i'm gonna talk i don't know if ezra has anything to say on it but Roe Wade got overturned. Um, you know, abortions back to the states. They can say they don't want to make any decision, but when you're sending stuff back to states with trigger laws, you're kind of outlawing it in a way, regardless. Um, tough look to see. You don't like to see it at all. I didn't really read the opinion, but I was talking to Anna because she read a little bit of it. And I was like, this is how you know it's kind of like a bold step where they're like, yeah, we're changing precedent. You know, good things happen. You do that on occasion, like Brown versus Board of Education. I was like, I don't think we're talking about the desegregation of schools and abortions are on the same level, but that might just be me. Clarence Thomas also was saying some problematic stuff in his cosign of the opinion, talking about we need to look at like prior precedent related to like marriage equality, birth control, gay rights. Also, I think me and Anne were talking about there was something about like sodomy because that's related to gay rights, where it's like anal sex and oral. And I was like, so Clarence Thomas is against anal and oral. That's a tough look to see. It's a tough look. I know there were some Republicans talking about going for a national ban, and I was like, the polling came out about that. It's like a thirteen percent approval rating. So <laughs> I don't think we need to let these loud evangelical politicians and um, groups really make a push for one of the most un supported things that is out there even like over defund the police so any other quick thoughts on it quick thoughts i personally don't care one way or another i'm a very religious individual i've been very open with being pro-life anti-pro-choice anti-abortion but so me and my loved ones were never gonna consider an abortion anyway people i align with wouldn't consider an abortion what I will say is, although I do not care one way or another, and I do not care what they vote on it towards, I will say it is always a bad look when we start stripping rights from people because that's a slippery slope. When are they going to look at our way and be like, you know who else don't deserve rights? Niggas. And try to take those. So it's a bad precedent to support ever taking rights from people. Yeah, I mean... 
there were some obviously some politicians were just saying anything wild about like oh, we need to start basically anything race related they were also like we should probably start looking at that too and i was like yeah yeah clarence thomas's stuff where he was like bringing up all this old stuff but he wasn't bringing up like the interracial dating thing because he's married to a white woman and it's like i see what you're doing boss yes I, sir I see you right there. <laughs> paid the weight yeah stripping rights we we hate to see that um I think it was, I saw AOC said some stuff, and I'm not the biggest AOC person. I think me and her have some different just policy issues, but I appreciate that she was saying things that I think we've been saying in this podcast about how just the Democrats are just always talking about doing things and never actually doing anything, and how that probably needs to fucking change. Like, I guess when the uh, opinion came out, a bunch of emails and, like, stuff came out from the Dems, like, hey, donate 15 bucks to, you know, fight back, and it's like, guys, you could have fucking solved this for years, so... Maybe yeah. you just don't ask for money. Maybe you should actually try to do something for once. That's what I think people got to see, like who you're supporting. You got to know what they stand for. When you're donating money, you got to know what the clear what the clear cause is and what they're doing with it to a degree. You'll never know the ins and outs 100%, but you got to have some direction because this has been going on for years. But I tell people, aligning with a party nowadays really don't mean nothing. The the Democrats ain't out here to be our saviors the same way the Republicans are. It's truly a the better of two evils type thing. Mm-hmm. And all these people who are like shaming the Republicans and like, oh, why they want to do this? They're, they're half correct. Why did they want to do this? Why they push this forward? But in the same light, you got to ask yourself for the last 20 years, what the fuck the Democrats been doing to stop this? Yeah, man. Democrats have been running the same playbook. Put us in power. Give us money. We'll make things happen. They don't. Like, that's the thing I've always said. Like, I don't love what the Republicans do by any means, but I respect the fuck out of them. How, like, I mean, the Roe v. Wade thing's been going on for, like, 40 years. Like, they've been organized on that. And, like, let me tell you, when Mitch McConnell was fucking running the House and shit, like, the Senate, whatever, whatever he's controlling, he's getting shit done. I don't like it, but he's making things happen, and he doesn't give a fuck about what the Democrats have to say about it. It does seem he's running through his agenda. Yeah, I was interesting that um, people were like asking Trump about it. And Trump was like, oh, I don't really want to take any like, you know, any I don't want to take the victory lap on this one. And then like behind closed doors, Trump's like, yeah, this is not good. Like, <laughs> this is really going to fuck us. So when when Trump's saying this is not good, it's probably a bad look for you guys. Oh, absolutely. Um. Yeah. So closing thoughts. Don't like it. Think it's bullshit. Don't like taking rights. I think it's going to cause a lot of issues going forward, which is kind of a very simple thing to say but not a fan but you don't need to hear two guys talk about women's reproductive rights any more than people have already heard first topic of the day let's just get right into some sodomy um oral copulation could you marry someone who's against giving head me personally no i could not i'd actually be surprised to hear actually i had a lot of people who did say yes so there were yeses i just don't think i could yeah, that's why I, I don't think I could. It'd be strange to me. Yeah, I don't think I could either. I think you're just missing out on like a key part of like sex. Like you, it's just another a tool you don't even have in your in your playbook to not have like getting head, receiving head. Like, have you ever had girls who were like, "I don't want head"? They exist. They exist. They're um they're generally the self conscious type. I've I've heard. I feel like it's that, or they like never had an orgasm. So like once they have it. They're like, oh, wait, this head stuff's like, the oral's pretty solid. Like, I could just definitely add this into my repertoire. Yeah, you're like crazy not to, like, how are we all existing? 
What are you doing? My thought is like those relationships were I'm not even sure like I think it started out as like a bit, but it's also like very serious where they're like, you know, he gets a blowjob on his birthday and like we do like some different stuff and that's it. Like I just couldn't imagine having like that kind of a sex life. I worked with uh buddy at uh UPS years ago and he was saying that he got a blowjob on the anniversary and a blowjob on Valentine's Day. And then he was like, usually on his birthday, she's open to anal. And then she was like, the rest of the year is like sort of vanilla if they're having sex. And I was like, this is sad. I would hate that like in your mind, like I think about it. <laughs> It'd be like when I look at my vacation calendar, like I'll keep a calendar. I'll look at like what days and I'll start looking at the calendar. Like, all right, like I know next week we're having like a four day week. But imagine thinking about that in your sex life where you're like, all right, blowjob this week, and then I got to wait six more months. But then that Tuesday, another blowjob is coming. I don't know. It's either terrible, it either sucks, or it is like the greatest adrenaline rush, best thing ever. You're probably edging and saving up for that moment. If I'm getting one blowjob a year, yeah, I'm going crazy. Dude, but imagine, like, let's say you get yourself so worked up, you just bust in, like, the first minute, and then you're like, Damn, I just wasted a blowjob. What are the rules on that? Would it be like a, you get, when does it stop? I think you get one and done. I don't think it, whatever happens, happens. Nah, as long as he doesn't demount, then you're you're still on it. Man. <laughs> you, gotta, you, you gotta pump and keep going. Oh, God. I don't know. That I think the fair rule, if you're getting one blowjob, two blowjobs a year, I think the fair rule is... As long as it stays hard, she got to keep going. That would have to be the rule. So until you say you're done? Yeah, you have to be able to, like, finish for real. And, like, the first one, since you've been edging for eight months, that was probably just pre-cum for real. So, like, the second one's the real one. I don't know if the lady or gentleman, I guess, to be fair, who's giving you the blowjob, like, twice a year is really going to be up for doing it multiple times in one day. They don't sound like that kind of person to me. They don't sound like that type of person, but you got to be able to negotiate some. (laughs) If it's once a year, then you might as well get your money's worth. I mean, I'm right there with you. I'm just, I guess maybe I'm just thinking glass half empty, where I'm like, this person probably doesn't, like, what if it's not even good? If they're only doing it twice a year, where are their skills at? I'm not gonna lie, the skills are probably dumpster juice at that rate. That just sounds sad, man. Just ugh. Once a year, twice a year, none at all? None at all? What is your yeah. sex like turning into? There are women out there that don't do it at all. There are also men out there that don't do it at all. So it's like, what's going on here? Yeah, I mean I guess it would be different if like like you said, if there's girls out there who like are not really into it and they're like, I you know, I really don't want to. Like, all right, hey, fair. I'm not going to, like, force you on that. But, like, what, if a guy's just like, nah, and you've been dating, I feel like that's weird. Definitely would have to shame that person. I'm not going to lie. Said it was going to be toxic. If I know that you don't give any hate and we've been together for, like, a year, and for some reason I still like you enough outside of the fact that you don't give any hate, I'm going to have to make jokes about you not giving hate all the time. <laughs> At family dinners, yeah, like you be. I wish I was getting blown like that candle. <laughs> like shit, shit with the hand. Oh god, dude, not the family dinners. What would Doctor Umar think? 
Nah, I'd have, they, yeah, I'd have to, to oh, my foot would go down. I'd almost have to guilt them into it. You just start plugging fucking reruns of, like, the hot dog eating contest. Like, damn, wish that was fucking me, huh? Yeah. Don't ever let me catch you with a popsicle, a hot dog, a straw, anything. Oh, so that can get something on? Yeah, you could never, never, no cookouts, nothing. I'd be just, a menace. I, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, thinking about it, I'd be terrible. I, I think feel you bad would get dumped. For this imagination version that I've created in my head. I don't, I don't, I just foresee that relationship not going well. So basically, if you want a relationship to go well, you need to be giving oral and receiving. Yes. Anything, anything to keep the sex life alive. And if you need any help, our kink expert, Ezra, will just hit his DM. So <laughs> give you all the insight because Diana's retired. We're retired. I don't know if that goes to me. It might be Morgan. Morgan might be the one on that. I don't know. Morgan doesn't seem like a kinky person, but that's just me. Morgan seems like a nasty person, but that's the story for me. I think nasty and kinky are different, though. Nasty and kinky are very different. Quick one for you. Florida, new law. If you're blasting music and a cop can hear you, whether you're parked or moving 25 feet away, $114 fine. Ridiculous. How do they intend to like? How do they intend to do any real police work? Because <laughs> you would have to give like everybody on my everybody who drives on this block would almost get a ticket because music be blaring. Like sometimes it feels like the like Decker patio like shake a little bit with some of these niggas subs <laughs> in their car. So like, who is going to be in charge of standing on the block passing out tickets for this? God, I don't know, dude. It just seems like a big overstretch. I mean, I think about, like, I'll be working in the office, and I know when the FedEx truck gets here because this guy is just blasting, and you can hear it clear as day. Windows clear. You could be all the way in the far side of the fucking house, and you'll hear the FedEx guy. This truck is crazy. Hey, he's got them packages delivered. All right, another quick one for you. What is your go-to easy and fast-cooked meal for dinner? You get home... You're like, I don't really feel like cooking, but I need to cook something. What are you whipping up? The easiest, fastest is either chicken and rice. Mm. The so simple, easy to get done. Or I was on a huge pot sticker kick in the fall. So simple. Just pot sticker, some noodles, you're good to go. Are you like just getting frozen ones and throwing it in there? Oh, yeah. Hell no, I'm making them from scratch. See, I don't know if that's necessarily what I'm thinking for go-to. I feel like frozen food has to almost be taken out to a certain extent if you're going okay, go-to fast cooking. It'd be chicken and rice or ri- or uh, fucking fish and rice or pasta. Because if you eat salmon, salmon takes like eight minutes to cook at most. And as soon as the salmon's done, the pasta's done boiling and you're good to go, that's a 10-minute meal and it's solid. For a while, I mean, I think if my like really go to would probably be the broke boy pasta, where you just get any pasta, any sauce, little ground turkey, and then you can just throw anything in onions, peppers, tomatoes, broccoli, and it's just like a garbage can of pasta, but it's always good every time. Um, I'm not mad at it, as long as it's not Alfredo, because no, 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 red after sauce. After having like real Alfredo a few times, I can't even eat jarred Alfredo no more. I'm not. I was never a big Alfredo person, if we're being honest here. Like jar Alfredo or any Alfredo? I mean, pretty much jar. I mean, we had it at catering, but again, catering's probably coming out of a container, so it's not freshly made. Okay. Because I know you've had some bad pasta experiences, so where have you had this good Alfredo at? Uh, little Italy out here. They should go oh, crazy. Oh, really? 
There's like a whole town of just like Italians doing what they do. For a while, this is kind of cheating, but like I would be killing brats. Like brats, put them in the air fryer, bro. It's, That's big cheating. It is, but they were like it was a problem. I was like, I gotta stop eating brats on a regular basis. But they are good. It's dude. It's like that. Some fries. It's super unhealthy. But like, I mean, what are we doing? Speaking of food-related stuff, tell me how you feel about tipping on takeout. Fuck tipping on takeout. I'm sick of it. Like, I don't understand. And they'll be standing there looking at you like, and I'm like, buddy, you are not going to peer pressure me, a grown man, into putting nothing on this receipt I don't feel like putting. What I will do, if it's a kid, I'll tip on a takeout. Because it's like, you know what? This your little job. You probably got this to put gas in your car. Gas expensive. Maybe take your girl on a couple of dates. Maybe you're trying to treat your man to a date or two. Like maybe you want your nails done. I can, I'll consider tipping like ten percent if it's a kid. If it's a full grown adult standing back there with a beard and a voice deeper than mine, fuck no. If it's a woman back there, a grown woman who looked like she's been smoking cigs for the last 30 years, which would make her at least 30? Fuck no. I am not tipping adults on takeout. Because, like, what the fuck did you do? They cooked the food in the back. You walked it to me? We tip waiters because they wait on us. I'm not tipping for takeout. I'm done. I'm not even mad at that. I'm right there with you. I think tipping for takeout is honestly ridiculous. I don't think there should really be any circumstances. Like, Again, if you're saying if I'm pay- I drove there, I'm walking in, picking up the food. You're not even bringing it out to the car. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, like that shit is crazy. Yo, I was at a Rita's. Fucking Rita's. Oh, Rita's. The fucking water ice jump. I was at Rita's, and there was a tip section. See, so flip the joint around, and there's a tip section. 10, 15, 20, 25. I was like, y'all can't be for real, bro. All you did. Is turn around, scoop my shit in the cup, and turn back around. Like, there's no way. That's actually crazy. I, any, like, biggest... That'd be like you going to McDonald's and then flipping it saying, tip? Yeah, like, that's dead-ass what it is. The niggas at McDonald's are working harder than the people at Rita's, guaranteed. So for it to be Rita's, like, I'm like, bro, y'all are not serious. There's no way you really thought I was tipping on this. No, nah, any... Any big establishment like that should not be asking for tips. That's also, absolutely ridiculous. I can't speak for anyone everywhere. Minimum wage at Rita's, $8.25. I'm not tipping you when you make $8.25 to scoop ice. Like, you're not getting zero tip from me. And people are like, oh, if you're cheap, don't go out. No, it's not about being cheap. It's about providing a service and paying for a service. You did not do not shit for me. When I go sit down at the restaurant and they bring me my shit, they can get tipped. When I go get a haircut, he can get tipped. If you're providing me a service, I've got no issue tipping. But, like, I think we're starting to get a little crazy with niggas who expect a tip. No, not everybody should get a tip. That, then there's nothing wrong with that. There's, It's not being cheap. It's not being, like, whatever. Like, there is a difference between, like, getting an actual service provided and someone just saying, here you go. There's a huge difference between that. Like, oh, you read my name off the tag. Credit to you. Don't need to tip you for that. Yeah, they, they're tripping. They're, they're big tripping. The only place where I might might have tipped for takeout would have been like 
during like COVID, if it's like a small local business. Like that, that would have been different. You're trying to keep things open, trying to support local businesses. Like that is a difference where I could like throw you a couple bucks here or there. Or like we went to the, went to a taco place and the guy, it was like Taco Tuesday, super cheap deal. Getting some tacos, guy scooping them, doing it, like working on the side there, threw him like a couple bucks. Like there's, there's difference. Like that guy, he appreciate, thank you. Like there's, there's levels to it. I agree. Um, I will say right now, right, right here, right now, I'm a hypocrite. I'll absolutely tip takeout at a black business. <laughs> and I'll tip at a black business because, like, uh, y'all black. I'm going to make sure everybody touch some of this. And I will inherently tip black waiters and waitresses more. I'm sorry. I will. I'm biased. I'm sorry. Every single time. we can. I can get the exact same service. A white individual, they might get, like, 20%. For the same exact quality... A nigga come up and wait on me all day. Yeah, you was working hard for this. My boy, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad to see you out here, shorty. They probably getting 30. Damn, well, 10% just because of the yeah. minorityness. Got to support, man. I know it's hard out there. I know they're getting customers who are probably dickheads, probably got a little racist rhetoric to them, some serve me bitch type syndrome. So I'm going to make sure I take care of them when I do sit down. Is there any part of you that also, I think we talked about this before, you also just tip well because, like, not on takeout, but for restaurants, because people think you're not going to tip well. I do tend to tip well because the stereotype, for whatever reason, which I think somebody completely made up, is black people don't tip. So I do like to break stereotypes and surprise individuals when maybe they think that I'm not going to tip. They did a good job. I tip them when we leave. I'll bust them down good. Um, what I will say is I do tip the base on service. And this, people are like, oh, if you're broke, don't go out. This has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with lack of money or a plethora of money. This is based off service alone. If you fucking suck at your job, I'm not tipping you. I'm sorry. You're going to get like 5%. And that's only because I can't leave without giving you an actual tip at all. Outside of that, like, no. What other job? Can you completely suck and still get paid? None. I mean, it's it's the service industry. It is. Like it's, it's not hard. And people be like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. You don't be broke, blah, blah. I was like, no, like, if you suck, you suck. I went out to the bar. Shorty made two bad drinks. And then she proceeded to tell me, well, I don't like gin. I don't like gin, so. And I'm like, no, Shorty, like, if you ask anybody who knows me, I drink gin straight. It's not that the gin is bad. It's this drink is bad. Like, if you're making bad drinks time after time again, and then you attack me in my palate, oh, you just don't like gin. What the fuck you expect me to do? You can't get no tip now. It's it's service industry. You're providing a service. It's not hard. I'm not saying service industry is not hard. Service industry is fucking stupid. But you're providing a service. So, like, the better you are at that service, the better you're tipping. We, we went out to dinner, like, a week or two ago. It, like, our waitress, like, literally was, like, I completely forgot about you guys. I was on the other side doing stuff, like, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, dude, I've been sitting here for, like, 20 minutes fucking ready to get my drink order. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. That's that's the type of stuff that got me docking points, man. If you forget to come back and never ask how my meal was, how it came out, you forget to bring water ever again, things like this, I'm sorry. It's service. Be good at servicing niggas. Pause. But, yes, <laughs> like... <laughs> If you're not good at this, don't get into this. 
Because you're going to get your feelings hurt when you go home broke at the end of every fucking night. And to those tipping bad service, fuck you. You're making these people think that they're doing an adequate job. And now they're going to be content with their trash service skills. They're thinking that the bare minimum is enough because the last person in there gave them a 30% tip. I have a thought. I don't know. I haven't really flashed that. I just thought about it. You think like hot girls could potentially skewing the scales of like if they're hot, they don't have to provide as good of a service, but they're still getting tipped well. And that could also be an issue. I think to a degree. Yes. I think it goes girl and guys. I think it falls Mm -hmm. into that like pretty privilege, which works for girls and guys. Um, I think less is expected because individuals, whether it's girls being hit on by the guys who come in there or guys get hit on by the girls. It's less about you being like good and writing their shit down and remembering it and checking on them. And it's more like, oh, my God, he's cute. She's cute. So, like, you don't really got to be good at that shit. That just reminded me. The same waiter who forgot about us when she was taking our food order, she was like, all right, what are you guys going to have? And, like, I said it. And then, like, she's like, okay. And then immediately put out her pad and said, all right, what did you say again? I was like, why did you even pretend, like, I ordered two things? I was like, it seemed like you were keeping in your mind. Why the fuck are you going to ask me what I just had? Again, when we went out to eat to BJ's, everybody knows I love BJ's Brewhouse. Just the other day, it was this weekend, and Shorty came there with no pen and pad. I don't mind it. I truly don't mind it. The problem with stuff like that is, I feel like on the way back, anybody could stop you. They can ask you to help. They can ask you to refill the water. They can ask you a question on the way back there. So how are we to be certain you got our shit right? Well, newsflash, she did it. She got the complete. Like, Mariah ordered a pizza, and she wanted to take something off. She got the complete different pizza and oh. added something that wasn't even on that one. And I was like, if you would have just wrote this down, and it took, like, 25 minutes to come out, and at that rate, it's like, we're not going to wait for another fucking pizza, nigga. So, but I was like, if you would have done this the right way, and the old, call me old-fashioned, took out a fucking pen and wrote it down, we wouldn't have gone through this. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. If, if you can remember everything... Credit to you. I have no issues with that. But if you fuck it up, I know exactly who to blame, and I know exactly why, because you didn't fucking write it down. Yeah. And she didn't even really, when she came back out, she wasn't even like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't believe that happened. She was just like, you cool with keeping that? And I was like, come on, nigga. Like, nah, you cool with keeping that. She didn't check on my water until the very end of the meal. I was like, bro, like, what is going on here? How much did you tip her? I don't know. Mariah paid, so I hope nothing. <laughs> oh i have another food beef because we're just thinking about i was thinking about things me and anna really like this summer we're like listen people are in here they're doing internships all over like we're gonna try to go do different places around the city that we haven't been to new food and stuff um definitely regret that as the recession is on the fucking brink that i'm spending more money than ever but it is, fine. <laughs> it is i'm really tired of these places just adding premium to whatever the fuck they're selling and raising the prices like 15 20 30 percent like, I and agree. then it's not even premium. Like, what are we doing? I agree. I had the same beef. <laughs> this is, like, old as shit. When I was in West Virginia, we had a place that did wings, and their wing nights was crazy. They were doing, like, 25-some wings. And then fucking any other day or the week, their wings was, like, fucking, I think you get 12 for, like, 6 or $7. That was before the wing shortage. But on Friday, they did a wing special, and that shit went to, like, $12. And I was like, the only thing that changed was you put special in front of it. 
That was the only thing. It was the exact same wings, the same sauces, but they had a wing special. And on Fridays, it was like extra. I think it maybe came with like celery and carrots. That might have been what like the only addition. Who, who wants that? No, I truly do not know. I I do not know. It's the se- premium or special is like the two things that sell. I didn't go into restaurants and seen like on their special, like they got a seafood gumbo this today, or they got a seafood jambalaya, whatever. And it's their special. But you can go get that on other days, and that shit was only $15. So why was it 18 today? <laughs> also, I've got a beef with dinner and lunch portions. Cause like when you see something on the menu and it's like you can get this for lunch at this price, or you can get this for dinner at this price. I'm telling you right now. I didn't been places and then got that shit for lunch, and it's the exact same portion as it was for dinner. So why the price different? Mm, I don't think I've experienced that, but that's some shit. Yeah, I, it was the last time this happened was like two or three, two years ago. It was chicken tenders. That's all I wanted. I just wanted chicken tenders and lunch, so they gave me the chip, the lunch portion. Then a couple weeks back, I was back for they had some fucking curly fries, and I got the curly fries and chicken tenders. It was like right at happy hour, so it was dinner now. And both time it was four chicken tenders and like a handful of tuna fries. So like, why the price four dollars different? That's fucking crazy. And I know they do that shit with pasta too. So it's like, buddy, like, come on, man. I was uh, start asking for the lunch portion. I don't give a fuck. Not the lunch portion. There's a that's a big thing in St. Louis of things just being like a premium. So they just start adding like a bunch of like. Uh, toasted raviolis, big thing in St. Louis. Everybody loves them. And there was like a place. It's they like specialize in it. And I was like, damn, I really want to try that. Like I've been following them for a while. They finally like open up a spot. I was looking at their prices. You like four toasted raviolis it was like fifteen bucks. I was like, are you shitting me, dude? Like the dessert ones were like three, four bucks a piece. I'm like, this is a ridiculous markup just because it's quote unquote premium. Like, we got to stop that. <laughs> yeah, no, that is kind of crazy. Oh, no, it's artisan. That's, oh, that's also another. It's just, like, bullshit words that we're just adding on to make things seem fancier than they are. And it's, like, we don't need to do. Like, they're probably making a killer profit. They're, like, selling out this night, this night. I'm, like, that's cool. I don't need to spend 40 bucks on, like, eight fucking toasted raviolis. I'm not going to go buy some at the grocery that, store for, like, three bucks. That happened one time because fucking my sister was telling me about it. And she was mad because it was a uh, vinaigrette. It was some vinaigrette she got. And it was like a $2 upcharge. And she wanted to try it on a salad or whatever. Because she had got like, I think she got like a seafood salad at that time. It was like salmon on the salad or whatever. That's not important. And the vinaigrette was like a $2 upcharge. And she was like, the shit was a literally Italian dressing. <laughs> and I was like, yo, they be getting you with their like house-made dressings. The like house-made ranch or their vinaigrettes. Like at the end of the day, like the shit is literally just like oil and like a little bit of seasoning. If it's like a fucking fruity one, it's what? Oil and maybe some like fruit preserve that they like stirred up. I don't know if you can upcharge this shit for real. Man, it's ridiculous. Like I get it. You're trying to run a business, but it's like don't fuck me like this. Because then it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Like I don't literally... Um. <laughs> yeah, I just oh man, do you like trying all these food places? You're like looking around. You're like, all right, like what are we? What is going on here? Like, why are we doing this? This is especially with all this fucking inflation. Like, it's just killing pockets. Yeah. 
What do you think about um, if you go out to dinner? What is the what is the reasonable like? What should be the standard cocktail price? Because let's be real, you go out, you're lucky if you get like a cocktail for like ten bucks. It's gonna be like fifteen, twenty bucks wherever you. Go. I was gonna say standard is like probably like fourteen. Honestly, if you get a twelve, it's probably like their little special for the night, and you probably caught something decent. If it's ten, it's probably trash and weak, so it's gonna taste bad and be weak. You're probably looking at like fourteen, sixteen for a decent cocktail. Um, I would advise everybody to just become beer people because I don't think the price of beer is going to do anything like what the price of cocktails are going to. But crazy enough, none of those prices have really like gone up. Like liquor is still like the same. So they're just coming up on you now. Yeah, I really if I could like realistically, I would love to just pay eight bucks for a cocktail. I would, I could get to 10, but like, I hate, cause I don't even think about it when we're going out to eat. I'm like, Oh, I'll get a cocktail. And then I get the bill and I'm like, did I need this cocktail? Like this is just time. taking me over every time. Every time I leave, I'm like, I got an idea what it was supposed to be. And then when it comes, I'm like, shit, those three <laughs> fucking, I'm like, dang. Bro, those are, oh my, those are like the worst. Cause it's like, especially like, you're like, all right, yeah, I looked at the menu, like, this will bang, bang, and then you're like, oh, wait, I'm an adult who drinks. Oh, oh, fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to Kevin about that a couple months ago, and I was like, I've got to get, I've gotten a little better as of recent. i got to get to the point where every meal I get doesn't need to be accompanied by alcohol, because I yeah. almost feel weird when I go and I don't get, like, a beer or a cocktail, because then I'm just sitting there waiting. If I'm sitting here, I might as well be drinking. Yeah, or especially if I'm like, uh, I'm not sure if I'm drinking, then Anna's like, I think I'm going to get a drink. It's like, well, now if you're drinking, I can't not drink. Yes, I guess I got to. Yeah. Oh, God. All right, let's see. A little food talk there. Let's get into something else. I was watching this YouTube video, and this kind of goes into this topic about, like, how much fun you should be having at your job and, like, how much you should like it. And they were basically talking about, like, you should pick, I guess it would be, like, kind of more of a mundane job realistically, they're like, if you pick something that you're passionate about and you love, the concept is you're going to get burnt out about it. Like, let's say you really like drawing an animation. That's cool and all. But if you get a job where there's deadlines, you're working with clients, upper management, and like, you don't like that side of your job, that could ruin like what your quote unquote dream job is and what you love. So you're like, maybe instead go for something that's like super low key, not very stressful, you get paid well. And then, like, you do whatever you want on the side. Like, your passion is still your passion, but it's not, like, work. It doesn't feel like work. You don't get burnt out after, like, three years of doing it or whatever. So I want to get your opinion on that. Um, I kind of agree with that. I've always, I think I've said numerous times, I'm kind of old school. I don't think you got to like your job. Um, I don't think you have to like your job at all. I think you want to be busy at your job. You don't want it to be drug out so it feels like you're there forever. But busy and liking are two different things to me. So I don't think you need to like your job. I would actually, if you do, it's kind of like cool. But if not, like whatever, pay me decent, pay me good, keep me busy. Let me do an honest 40 and go home and I'm straight. As far as to never wanting to like hate your passion, I've always kind of thought that. I would never want to go into, I actually just told someone the other day, because she was like, would you ever go to culinary school? And I was like, nah. Just because like you cook- chef it up on Instagram? <laughs> or why be doing it? I was like, nah, like, I like cooking. I don't think I'd ever want to do it for a living. 
because then I'd probably hate cooking. It's the niggas, every chef I've seen on like TikTok or like who like fucking do interviews on YouTube and shit. They're like, yeah, I like go home and eat like shit because I don't want to cook all day and then come home and cook. It's like they say what? Janitors got the dirtiest houses because they don't want to go home and clean their fucking house. So I would never want to do something I'm passionate about like that as a career and then start to hate my passion. Yeah, I mean, especially cooking is probably one of the better examples because, like, if you're a good cook and working in a good restaurant, like, I feel like that's hell. Like, everybody's like, it's the oh, worst. Yeah. Like, you're working day and night, Those stressed dudes, out. Yeah, they be talking about how they done go on, like, two, three months without an off day and shit. And I'm like, what? Yeah, no, I was... So, you like to be busy at work. You wouldn't want a job where you could have, like, lulls and, like, some downtime. Like, it's busy and then it calms down. Like, that um, kind of stuff. You want to be working the whole time. I want to be working the whole time. That's why I think I'm truly just meant out to be a blue-collar guy. <laughs> I want to go do an honest eight hours. I want to feel like I did something. I want to be a little tired. And I want to come home and be done. The lulls and that shit, I'd be bored as fuck. That makes... Excuse me. That makes the day drag on so much. I want to be busy so the day fly by. So do you think you would do good in remote work then? Because I know you were talking about you'd like to get something remote, but I don't know if you would like that as much. I think I would have liked it in my situation out here in Cleveland. Remote work, just stay home, chill with the dog, do some work. I wouldn't have loved it, but I don't love what I do now anyway. So right now it's just like biding time. But I think end of the day, it's definitely going to be something blue collar that that gives me the fix I'm looking for. We got to get you back down to the airport. Start fucking moving bags again. Oh, dude. fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real honest day's work right there. That's, they'll tell you that for sure. What do you want to do when you when you make your move? Like, what's your next move going to be? I'm going to stay at Amazon. Fucking have them finish paying for the rest of this little degree. And then I want to do that. Just go straight into flipping houses. I also want to start a lawn business. It'll probably be lawn first for like two years. And then flipping houses with Ethan. You should do a seal coat. I said, what? Seal coat on driveways. I don't even know what that is. It's like a protective coat that people put on their driveways. You do it like every couple of years. It just like keeps that way you don't have to replace your driveways often. I know someone who does that. They make a good amount of money just on the side working like maybe 20 hours a week, but like a good amount of money. Okay. I mean, I'm going to consider it. Don't want to do it, but I'm going to consider it. I mean, he said it's a lot easier than like, cause he, he was someone who also did like flipping houses, like lawn care stuff. And he was like, this is honestly so much easier. And he's like, honestly, like everything I did for a while, but like, this is something I could do for the rest of my life. And it's just like easy money on the side. Mm, I'm going to keep that in mind. See, flipping houses. I'm, I've thought about that, but man, I don't think I had, I think I would like to do it once maybe. I don't think I could do a career or like side hustle or whatever you want to call it. I got addicted to uh, flipping in general. I flipped cars for like six years and fucking made more money than anybody I knew. So I was like, if I can do that with cars, flipping houses, it's going to be a little harder. But like something about the the schemer in me <laughs> likes the thrill of coming up. Maybe... Maybe I should get a real estate license because, you know, I'm a big real estate guy, big fan of people who get their real estate license, and then I'll be your real estate agent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hit up Siegel. He's got one. Oh, yeah. Shout out. I wonder if he's still doing that. I, I have no clue. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's get into everybody's favorite 
top five. Since it's only the boys, I think it's only right that we're doing top five beers. Top five beer. Tecate is number one, and it's not even close. It's not even close. After Tecate, it's probably Hefeweizen, and it's not even close. After Hefeweizen, I'd go Medella. Medello. I don't know why I said Medella. I'd go Medello, and it's not even close. Fourth? Fourth and fifth are pretty close. Fourth, I'd probably go uh, Stella. Stella, what is it? Art- Artois or whatever. Yeah, Artois. I can't even pronounce it. And then fifth is going to shock somebody because I'm not a seltzer guy. Mm, I'm not a seltzer know. guy at all. Seltzer is dicey on a beer list. There's one like, you know, I've like, got to put it on the beer list, but I'm not a seltzer guy. Dos Aki's Ranch Water, best seltzer out, and it's not even close. That's why it makes my beer list. I just well, because that those Eckies Ranch Water is better than the fifth through whatever beer, so it's made it to the list. Damn. I, again, I think I think because it, I think you said it was like it kind of made from like a malt beverage, so it's kind of like a beer, but not really. That shit was so good. Uh, I think we need to hear the real list now with just only beers on it. I'm going to say the first two are, are close, and then I would say there's a drop-off for sure. Number one, without a doubt, Miller High Life, oh. Champagne of Beers. Not even close. Clearly the number one, can drink it at any time of the year, any time, can drink like 18, won't get hung over the next day. It's a great beer. Number two, Victory Cloud Walker. This is one that I discovered up in, a, it's up in the PA Delaware area. I discovered it during... Um, lockdowns. I got like an 18-pack of variety. It was in there, and I was hooked ever since. Hazy, juicy IPA, 6.8%, in case you want to know. Third one. This is one I didn't expect to make the list, but I realize I've been drinking a lot of these when go out to the local bar. Michelob Ultra. I'm not mad at that. Michelob is a solid. It, that's the only one so far I could like nod my head to like, it's good. Yeah, I'm not mad at Michelob. <laughs> Number four. This one... It's probably skewed highly strictly because I was drinking pretty much exclusive this on my vacation. Michelob Ultra Lime and Prickly Pear Cactus. Okay, that's a solid one. Having two Michelob's on the same list is tricky, though, but that's a solid one. I, trust me, I was sitting there, and I was like, if I go 3-4 with this, like, do I lose my Miller High Life Champagne and Beer sponsorship? But we'll see. And the fourth one, this is more of a cult. Call back to a classic, not as I've been drinking it often, but Miller Lite. You can't go wrong with a good Miller Lite if you don't know what to get. This list is definitely a list. I'll say that. <laughs> um, I have some honorable mentions here. I want to get your thoughts on this. Blue Moon. Classic beer, but it wouldn't make my top five. I'll have it on occasion. Blue Moon is definitely in an honorable mentions. Um, Corona, Corona Light, Corona Extra, any Corona product. Any Corona outside of extra is an honorable mention. This is one I don't think you've ever had. Victory, uh, Golden, and Sour Monkey. If you had those, those are super high percentages. Good beer that'll get you where you need to go after a couple. I've seen Victory. Never felt inclined to get them. Um, Mad Elf by Trogues. That one is like, 
I think it literally might be like an 11% beer. Just a strictly an honorable mention because of how fucked up it'll get, and it only comes out around Christmas time. Mm. Um, shout out to my old manager, my old job, who said he would keep a six-pack, because they only sell them in six-packs, in his closet for a year, so that way by the time he would drink it, he'll buy a new one, but that one will be like a way higher percentage because it's been sitting for a year. Don't know if that's how that logic works. I don't know if it is either, but I like it. Um, Bud Light, Bud Select, kind of a watery beer, if we're being honest. Yeah, but... I was going to say, Bud Light don't make this us at all. If I was making a top five worst, Bud Light would be on it. <laughs> um, then you might like these other honorable mentions. PBR. PBR is definitely a beer phase almost, and I'll still drink it on occasion, but I won't seek it out. That's what I was going to say. That's the problem. PBR is trash, and I think it's known and regarded as trash, but PBR would be my go-to trash beer of choice. Yeah, definitely if I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, I don't really know what to get, and like PBR is like two bucks, I'm like, give me the PBR. Yeah, for sure. I'll I'll take a chance. Um, last one on my honorable luncheons, and if you have any, you can throw them in there. Natty Light. It's just a classic no. beer. You have to give it the respect that you went through with college. I'm not going to say it's a good beer, but it needs a mention. Natty gets no respect. <laughs> it's trash. Get it out of here. You did leave out a couple of ones that like I would have assumed should have made your list. Yangling, like mm, I don't really like Yangling for being honest. What? I like. Fine. I haven't had a bad flavor of Yangling yet. I don't know, like nine flavors. But I was in PA for a long time, and like that's what mm, they. That's a heavy PA drink. Yeah, so Yangling definitely makes it for me. Um, I've also I'm not mad at a uh, Heineken. I could kick a Heineken any day. Mm, I'll never forget that mini keg that you bought a Heineken. That's what my mind immediately goes to every time. I did get that mini keg. Didn't even drink it. That's the worst part. We didn't mention Guinness. Do you enjoy Guinness? I don't I like do Guinness not. at all. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a, and they like to serve it like lukewarm, and it's just yeah. so... No, no, no. Yeah, I think we, really, we probably covered all of them in the honorable mentions. Because I'm thinking of other beers that could have made the list, and like, nothing's really coming to mind. You got a uh, good mix of Mexican kind of style of beers in here. I mean, the, the, the ranch water is a little bit different in its own right. But fucking Tecate, you cannot go wrong with Tecate. I'll tell you this right now, just between me and you and no one else listening, I've never had Tecate before. This hurts. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, and I had to go out of my way to find it. The restaurant we used to eat at a lot when I was in Mansfield had some. I don't know why. And they had the bottles. And then they ran out of bottles. I'm like, we don't have bottles anymore. We have cans. Beer tastes different out of can. Tecate still hits better than any other beer coming out of can. It's hands down the best beer ever. And I don't want to be that guy. Germany claims they do beer. Ireland claims they do beer. America and the Anaheim niggas have tried doing beer for a century now. Mexico might do beer better than anybody I know. Tecate, Modelo, Stella, Dos Equis. Those are four hitters right there. Is Stella a Mexican beer? Ah, uh, that might not be. That might be. It's like a Belgian beer. beer. That, that was a good. Close. That was a good toss up, though. I, Damn, you would have had me. I was close. Okay, <laughs> Modelo, Tecate, Modelo, Dos and then you have the watered down version of Corona. Yeah, like they might do. <laughs> Mexican beer might be slept on. Just want to let you know, uh, St. Louis they they run all the Bud Light stuff, all Budweiser, Michelob Ultra. So St. Louis uh, might be a beer capital of the uh, U.S. I actually think it is low key. Isn't that where I, that's where uh, Anaheimer? Yeah, Anaheimer Bush. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we kind of run things out here. No big deal. 
I'm uh, I'm surprised that... Actually, I'm not as surprised. You definitely thought about Tecate, but Hefeweizer, I thought it could have been your number one. I do love Hefeweizer. I think the only... I loved it. It's definitely my number two, because I had that before my bill, I want to say. The only thing that like puts me off about it is sometimes it can be a little sweet. It's got like a, a sweet after note. It's solid, but it just can't beat that Tecate. I don't... I don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's in the water, and I heard don't ever drink the water. So I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's fire. Yeah, I almost went and cracked one right now. <laughs> they got a Tecate light. Almost got it when I was in the bird because I couldn't find it anywhere outside of the bird, the Tecates. And they had a light next to it. But I was like, nah, I know what I'm getting. I don't need to stir away from what I already know. I think I'm going to have to go make a, make a search to get a Tecate just to... Uh... See, I, I can give you my official review on it. No, you definitely need to. Is in stock in St. Louis, so I can get some Mexican lager, American style lager. Can't go wrong with an American style lager, honestly. You can't. Um, and that's been it for top five beers. If you guys have any top five ideas that you want us to hit, uh, hit our DMs, and we can definitely include them uh, in future episodes. That being said, we're gonna wrap this podcast up. So let's hit some music and TV recommendations. Okay, um, TV wise, the American food truck race is fucking mm. great. It's fun to see food truck competition, and the shy is back. So like, those are the two. Get on that. Um, music wise, Vince Staples, Rose, fuck, what's the rest of it? Um, Rose Street. That shit's about. I'm uh I'm I'm kind of happy to hear that you said the food truck show was good because when we were down at the beach we watched a lot of food uh, food network during our chill times and I kept seeing it and I said it looked bad and I was like I kind of think this might look good. No, it's like fire. Um, music wise, I'm gonna hit you with a little throwback. I was on the balcony, boys made a comeback. I was looking for some music and I came across my boy Sam Cook. I haven't listened to him in years. Um, basically, the father of soul, some would say. And I'm gonna yeah. give you that's where it's at, Sam Cook. Definitely, a lot of the songs you probably people know probably came from Sam Cooke in some capacity. I was going to say, you can never go wrong with Sam Cooke. It's a good vibe. It's trying to find the right vibe, though, because, you know, not every not every Sam Cooke song gives you the vibes you need. No, some are kind of depressing. Um, TV-wise, I think this is our sitcom bracket, but I don't think either of us watched it at the time. I started watching Veep. Big fan of Veep. Honestly. No, I watched Veep. Veep is good. All right, yeah. I was a big fan. I like it, especially, like, right now with all the politics. It's funny just to, like, get a comedic, like, mindset of what's going on it's like a comedy house of cards kind of vibe it's kind of great yeah i got like two seasons in and stopped just because i just never came back but no that shit was kind of funny yeah i also like just the aggressive insults that they just fling at people and it's just like yeah you just gotta eat that um all right we're gonna wrap this podcast up thank you guys for listening as always you can follow us on instagram twitter facebook tiktok porch off no a leave us review on apple podcast leave us review on spotify share the podcast with a friend we greatly appreciate you for listening back next week peace